you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. This is your Wednesday Best Bets episode. On the roundtable tonight, we've got Sean Little. You can catch him at MSG Networks and on Twitter at Chicago Flow. Sean, how are you? I'm good, man. Glad to see the boys back. We all three haven't been, and haven't been together in a, in a few weeks, so I'm happy to be here. I'm ready to talk some ball. And coming off of his win on Tuesday night, took the Suns minus three, and that got ahead and cashed. He actually got it two and a half. Jay Money on Twitter at Jay Money is Money. Jay, how are you? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, trying to find some more winners on this tough slate. Uh, a lot of lot to like there, but just trying to uh, figure out what I want to go with the official on. Yeah, it's a tough one, especially I gotta like just as a big preface warn you. First off, this isn't a warning. This is an advice. Everything we're talking about, you can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. Download it right now. Best way for you to track your picks. You get all sorts of cool information. You can see where futures are moving. You can track what I'm on, moving on futures and stuff like that. I put, I'm going to be putting in a play on the Cavaliers tonight to win the Eastern Conference. Lots of stuff going on. It's getting to be that time. Download the Action Network app right now. Um, a warning. This is the next two most fucked up days of NBA basketball that we get until late March. Because <laughs> everybody's got vacation plans. It is last week of school before spring break. People are just watching movies, trying to get out the door. The teachers are checked out. That's where we're at right now. Is um, A good way to kind of put this in perspective is a player told me this. I'm not going to say who it was. Player told me this a long time ago. He said, you want to know what the worst part about the week before All-Star is? And I was like, what? He's like, if you're married, it's hell. He's like, if you're married and on a home game, your wife is constantly like, Hey, did you book those reservations? Hey, is your cousin coming? Hey, is this happening? Hey, do, where are we going this way? Like, hey, do we have the flights? Hey, we're going to need to do this for the, like, it's uh, it's so distracting and all this is going on and your wife is just like, I just want to go on vacation and have a nice time. If you're not going to All-Star, everybody else in the league is like checked out. 
trying to make resume like their their heads are elsewhere so things can get a little weird so be careful out there is what i'm trying to tell you as always we'll go around the round table and we'll give our best bets and then we'll do the cap on it let's start with sean sean what's your best bet for wednesday well, good thing none of my boys are married for the most part. I'm going Memphis Grizzlies minus seven at the Grindhouse versus the Utah Jazz. Okay. And Jay, what's your play on the Wednesday slate? Yeah, let's get weird. I'm hoping for some weird stuff to happen. Give me the Pacers here. It's a favorite uh, land two and a half points. Oof. Okay. Well, that's a. That that that's a that's a bold move, and I appreciate it. Um, taking the Pacers versus the Bulls. I'm gonna take the over. In OKC Houston, over 235 and a half. I'm going to go ahead and take the over on that game. Uh, we'll talk about a few other spots before we get out of here as well. But let's start with Sean's pick. So Sean, Memphis, fant- I, look, can't argue with this. Memphis, great at home. They haven't, they've hit a little bit of a slide lately. It's been a little rough, but they're great at home. The Jazz on the road have not been nearly as good. The big edge here is that Memphis usually tends to roll out in transition. They get stops and they run, and that boosts their offense. So, like, like the spot here, why do you like this one for the Grizz? Yeah, that's part of it. I like the spot, and I like the the matchup for the Grizz here. Let's talk about the matchup first. We know, just like you laid out there, Matt, Memphis wants to get out in transition and run, especially in the grindhouse. Grizzlies averaging almost 18 fast break points a game. That's third in the NBA. And then when you look at their last 10, Still not a lot of drop-off, 15.8 points per game in transition. That's seventh in the NBA in their last 10. And then on the flip side, Utah's terrible in transition. 29th in the NBA, allowing 17.2. And then in the last 10, it's gotten even worse, 30th, giving up 21.2 points per game in in the fast break. Now, we talk about Memphis being not not the best in the half court. we've, We've gone over it a bunch on offense on this podcast we talk about it at nauseum how we would love those guys to add more shooting we think they need more and um the canard addition we'll see how that works but that is a little bit of shooting they're adding there at the deadline but they can still do some damage in the paint where utah is extremely soft memphis number one in points per game number three in the last 10 right around 60 points per game and like i was just laying out utah just gets murdered down they don't have the bodies they're soft 27 to the NBA, 54.3 points a game. In the last 10, it's right around that same 53 and a half, 54 number. Also, Utah turns the ball over a bunch. So you know what that means. Jaws getting it, and he's going, he's getting back out and running in transition. 26 in the NBA in turnovers. They had 19. As soon as Mike Connolly walked out the door and those 30 minutes a game he was playing, they had 19 turnovers the other night. Guys like Taylor Horton Tucker are handling the rock, and that's exactly what I want to see if I'm back in the Memphis Grizzlies. Last time Utah played Memphis, it was the first week of January. They only ended up winning by five points, but they were down 14 at half, 66-52, and that was without John Morant. Utah giving up 120 points a game in the last 10. Utah just doesn't have the bodies. Once once we get out of Lori – and and um and and Kessler, they they just don't have the guys. Now let's talk about the spot. You you kind of took the took the steam out of what I was gonna say, off of off of the top. Now the Jazz have played three straight road games. This will be their fifth game in seven days, and it's the last game before the All Star break that they're hosting at their house in Salt Lake. Laurie's participating in the game. Clarkson, Sexton, Kessler are in the skills. These boys are gonna be ready to pack it up if they aren't already ready to pack it up right now they the 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 one thing i did want to push back on what you were saying as before the all-star game i I feel that utah has a lot more reason to pack it up because they're not really 
competing in the West like Memphis. Memphis has big aspirations and thinks they could win the West. If we believe that or not, that's what Ja and those guys in the locker room think. I'll I'll lay the seven with the Grizzlies. This should be a double-digit win heading into the All-Star break. I like the cap. Uh, I like the cap. I think it's a, a I'm going to, I'm going to tell you on this because that's how much I like it. I like this tech cap that much. Um, injury report. Steven Adams is out. Steven Adams has continued to be out. Yeah. But everybody else should be. Everybody ready else go. is good. Everybody yep. else is good. And that's big. So let's do a line comparison on this um, just for giggles here. Uh, January 8th. Okay. The jazz were a road dog of five points. They covered that game losing by exactly they pushed on it at five okay um there were five and a half in the market that actually covered yep. in that game john morant did not play desmond bain jaron jackson did uh mike conley played in that game notably Lori marketing played so like the important guys there malik beasley played in yep. that game so if we kind of like if we move around those numbers right if we go you know minus let's go minus a point for mike and we go up three for jaw because i think well let's do two because they've done pretty well without him let's go up yeah. two we're still getting from that five we're getting to an eight and we're getting clearance on this the line right now at fanduel as we record this is actually seven so yeah i like this um you know the jazz are pretty good as a road as a road dog but like you mentioned this is a bad rest spot this is a get right spot for memphis that needs to have a little bit of momentum going into the break had a yep. few days off they need to get this win and the last one that I'll add on to this is transition, which is obviously like such a big deal with Memphis. It is a particularly bad situational uh, matchup for the Utah Jazz. Utah gives up the third highest points per possession mark in the league defensively in transition. The Grizzlies are going to run them out. and they, the Memphis, they should run these guys straight out of the yeah. building, Matt. Straight out the building. So uh, I'm going to tell you on this. I'm taking it. I, I, I paid the extra two cents for the minus seven. Uh, I'll take that. Jay, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I couldn't talk you guys off. It's a great matchup for the Grizzlies here at the house as well. I'm in the business of fading the Jazz in the second half of the season. I think they peaked way too early. Um, Obviously, they traded away three main guys as well. Um, So, yeah, I'm in the business of fading the Jazz. I like the Grizzlies here as well. All right, let's do mine. So Thunder and Rockets, this Thunder team uh, is pretty good. They're coming off a loss. The uh, Rockets are not a good team. They are an absolute fucking train wreck. And here's the important one, though, and I got caught on a on a bet stream on this a couple of weeks ago. I took an under. Overs in Thunder home games, 17, 10, and 1. That's 63% this season for the Thunder in Thunder home games. In Thunder games where they're favored at home, eight, four, and one at 67%. That offense surprisingly does execute really, really well. So I've got this model that at north of 240, which makes sense with how Houston defends. Now, the the problem here may honestly be like the the Houston side of this equation because if Jalen Green throws up another 25 shots and hits three of them, which is entirely possible at this point with how that kid's shooting it can get really bad here in a real hurry for the Houston Rockets offense. Their offense is really spinning because like it's failing. They got on a little bit of a roll when they were like, let's have Alperen Shangun run things. But now they're trying to get like everybody integrated. No Eric Gordon that's gone. So that makes me a little bit worried, but ultimately I've got this projected at two forty-two and a half. The thunder play fast as hell. The Rockets will go up and down in a track meet with them. I think the thunder can, uh, can probably put up a huge, a huge number 
on this defense, which is really wretched. Uh, I've got the Thunder projected at 124 for points on their own versus a 235 number. So I'm going to go ahead and take the over here. Sean, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I love the Thunder and just how they play. They don't really care. They just play smart ball. They get up and down, and then Shea continues to get whatever he wants on the offensive end anytime, any possession. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not mad at that. In Houston, you want those are like – when we were talking about the all-star spot, you want to go – you want to fade squads that are pack it up on a regular on a regular Wednesday, last week Wednesday. Why wouldn't they pack it up trying to get to the all-star break? So, yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's do it. All right, Jay, the Indiana Pacers, who have been in an absolute tailspin facing a Bulls team where I don't know if the market's ever been lower. No DeMar DeRozan. Why do you like Indy here? Yeah, it's not even DeRozan. I'll be honest, I don't really care about injuries these days. It's all about the spot here. I'm taking a more hungry team as well. The Pacers are a young team. They hadn't won anything, right? So this team is ready to get off the uh, losing streak. They had the last game as well versus the Jazz, kind of pissed it away um, in the last few minutes. And Elwin, um, so I knew that DeRozan wasn't going to play in this game. I wish the info didn't come out into, uh, until uh, tomorrow, whatever, the day of the game. But regards to that, it did come out the day before. But um, I think it's the Bulls that's more in a tailspin, in my opinion. Um, these two teams aren't that far apart record-wise. Bulls are 26-31. The Pacers are 25-34. and 34. So this is actually a chance for the Pacers to move back up the standings here, in my opinion. And with the Bulls, with the superstars they have one, they're more the team that I'm worried about um, fighting amongst themselves. We know Levine was supposed to get traded at the deadline. He's still there. Not so sure how happy he is about that. This team has been playing good defense, the Bulls have, but their offense is dead last in the NBA in the last five games. You need offense to keep up with the Pacers here. I don't think they have nowhere near uh, offense, especially coming off the bench here bench here i think the pacers finally get a uh, get a win off their five game losing streak uh, i think they run the bulls off the floor in this one pacers also seven and three straight up as a home favorite um so far this season guys so uh, give me the pacers here minus two and a half you could take the money line however i think they win this game uh, and i think the bulls are in a tailspin also last part they are in the first game of a back-to-back they played the milwaukee bucks the next day at the house uh, in this one uh, give me the pacers in this one i think they're favored here for a reason to borrow a phrase, I can't talk you off it. <laughs> um, I've got this. I've got this Pacers minus two for full season numbers. So if we give the Bulls, if we take off two points for DDR, I mean that gets us that that already gets us well over this number. That gets us the the Pacers minus four. Um, it concerns me, and Sean was talking about this before we went on the air. I'm not going to play it because this is like, this is the spot where the Bulls are like, win this fucking game. And Bulls fans are like, where's this been? What? Why now? Like, where where the hell has this been? They are the most infuriating team in the league right now. I was talking to a Bulls fan today and he's just like at his wits end with this club. Really frustrated. Something in your favor, Jay, maybe that I think there's like a... A 30, I'm not reporting anything here. This is just me like watching them. I think there's like a 30% chance they're checked out on Donovan. And yeah, I think so. He's, we said the same thing last year. Yeah. And I think, I think he's a good coach, man. I think they're I, checked out at the Levine more than Donovan. And Donovan is stuck with Levine because of the deal. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, they're almost both working like they're working against each other. The, the, the squad is with, with uh, the coach. But the coach has to play the guy they don't want to play and who doesn't play and give effort on a day-to-day. It's a really it's a really bad situation. My guy, Darnell Mayberry, who works for The Athletic, I already know you guys know him, t- 
talk to him all the time. He writes his stuff. It's just a really the vibe is bad over in Chicago. But to to just to even go back to the numbers, the numbers prove exactly what we're saying. As a favorite, the Bulls, we think they're going to come out and take care of business. They're eleven and four against the spread. Then you give them a couple points. They show you say, okay, these guys, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna knock the market down on them. We're gonna make an underdog in a spot like this. They're nineteen and three as underdogs. It's it's just like how they how they've been going all year. It's a it's a it's a tough spot. I could see both. I the the games that I typically stay away from are when I could see both sides rolling out and I could see the Pacers win this game by a dozen and I could see the Bulls win this game by a dozen. I wouldn't blink an eye either way. I'm I'm always pulling for my guy Jay. I'm interested to watch this one. Last one more thing. Pacers already beat the Bulls. They had Bulls had the Rosen. Pacers were without Halliburton. Yep. Yep. That's key. Uh Bulls the last two seasons without DeMar DeRozan uh are four and six against the spread as a dog three and three. So a little bit better when they're a dog on the road, two and three without DeRozan. So it's tight. It's close. This is a, this is a bold pick. I like the conviction. I will admit that the Pacers you're getting the Pacers at a low point. Cause they've been in such a tailspin and there will always be kind of be like a market adjustment for Chicago. Cause they just have bigger names. And re- the reality says that the Pacers have been the better team than the bulls all season. Like, I was talking to, to to Tony East yesterday on Locked On NBA. He covers the Pacers, and I was asking him about like what's going on with them. He's like, I honestly don't know. Like they just have they just have, and it might just be as simple as like they're in a stretch of games where they're just not playing well, and they'll come out of the All Star break and be fine. Sometimes teams get into those. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I want to touch on two more games. I don't have a play on it. I have leans, but I want to get you guys' thoughts. Um, Miami, Brooklyn is pretty interesting. The Heater are one-point favorites on the road versus this Nets team. I don't have an accurate way to get a power rating on Brooklyn because I can't do all the math of like minus and plus and and this. I got to see what they look like and get like a better estimation of them. I do think there will be some things that kind of carry over in terms of their team identity. Like Jacques Vaughn's going to coach them. 
Like they're going to, you know, they'll, they have lots of wings, obviously. Um, you know, Miami's offense is so miserable. Miami hasn't been good on the road as a favorite this season. You know, I don't know the, the Nets look good in like their first game without like after the trades. And so I was like, Oh, Hey, maybe they'll be okay. But then that, that faded. And so like, I don't know kind of where to get to on this. I don't think I can play it. Uh, just because I don't think we have enough information on who this team is, but like, I'm, I'm a little interested, uh, Miami this season, 21, 21 ATS, um, on the road as a favorite, Sean, I'm a little interested. Like I'm a, I'm a little interested as a, as, as far as like what the nets are going to be. If I had a side here, I would definitely want to want to play the nets here versus the, Heat. yeah, they they're interesting. I, I was at the garden the other night when they played the Knicks, they are very, Dude, they have infinite players. They were just they were rotating. Vaughn, if if the five that were on the floor weren't working, he just brought a whole another five on. So it's yeah, it's a really, really interesting squad. Dinwiddie seems to have a neon light at the moment. He was getting tons and tons of shots up against the Knicks. Um, they have a lot of wings, they're super long. They can they can switch a bunch. They they I thought they were really going to bother the Knicks, and they were kind of slowing them down early. That game the other night opened at 222, closed at 217 and a half, and ended up going over. So Brunson went ballistic. Hart went ballistic. So, But it's an interesting team. They're, they're long. I, I, I would see the Heat having a lot of trouble scoring on the wings that they're going to be able to rotate in Brooklyn. My number says over on this game, but this is an interesting number. Heat games where they're favored on the road. Heat road favorite games, 12 and four to the under, 75% when the Heat are favorites on the road. I don't know what that says, but I think it's interesting. Uh, Jay, you got to lean on this one? Man, you talk about a toss-up. You could tell yeah. by the by the spread in this one, man. I could see it going either way. Um, yeah. don't like that. I could I would say that this is an opportunity for the Heat to jump up in the standings, but I don't want them without Tyler Hero, already an offense that struggles. Uh, he's one of their best three-point shooters as well. So um I, I want to say Heat. I mean, they did make that game close versus the Nuggets, even without Hero, but there was at the house. They do have revenge versus the Nets. They lost 102-101 at the house January 8th. Uh, and I believe KD and Kyrie played in that game, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. So so I'm still worried. Me personally, I'm still worried about the Nets and their. They have wings for days. I mean, this is Buffalo Wild Wings here. But uh, <laughs> about, I mean, I'm serious here. But they don't have enough. De- they don't have enough depth at the center position, in my opinion. And even Claxton has dropped off a, a ton, in my opinion, as well. So they can't really stop anybody at the at the rim, especially when Claxton goes to the bench. And they don't know what to do with Ben Simmons. So I'm I, the Nets, man. I really gotta watch them and see what's. Uh, this is a tricky type of team, uh, in my opinion. But I think they're gonna be like middle of the pack in my opinion. I would I wouldn't bet this game in all honesty. Yeah, Vaughn yeah, is definitely trying to figure it out. I mean Simmons Wantanabe was in the rotation big time when yeah. Durant and those guys were around. He barely played the other night. Simmons barely played the other night. DFS got a ton of minutes started. It, yeah, it's a really interesting I, I, honestly I don't think Vaughn knows either. He's just trying to figure it out as it goes. Too many guys. They got too yes. many guys. There's a lot of guys. Um, Curry's not even didn't suit up. Yeah, it's a lot of guys. Last one before we get out of here is nuggets Mavericks. So the nuggets are seven point favorites this season at home as a favorite 17, 10 and one 63% against the spread. The nuggets have been this Dallas Mavericks team comes in, obviously like it's hard to get a read on this because of how much their kind of structure has changed. 
So here's what's interesting. All right. I've got it at 7.4. Okay. So a little bit, little bit of an edge to the Nuggets. I, I'll go ahead and say no, no, Jamal Murray. A- AG might play. I don't know. They might just give him the night off. Um, let him rest through the all-star break. They're in a they're up by so much and they got that win versus the Heat. They're not in any sort of, of urgency. The last time that the Nuggets lost when Nikola Jokic played at home was December 6th. That's the last time that the Nuggets lost at home with Joker in the lineup, uh, which is an absolutely just ridiculous figure that it's been, you know, two two months plus since they've lost at home. It was to that Mavericks team, obviously a different one now with Kyrie. The Mavericks, the Nuggets were also a lot different. That was like the turning point game for the Nuggets. You know, a bump for for having Kyrie in this game, a downgrade for Jamal and AG, and I can get this to like a Mavericks spot. But the Nuggets have been so goddamn good at home. I I think it's tough. Jay, do you have any thoughts on on a lean on Nuggets, Mavericks? Uh, honestly, I'd like to take the Mavericks here plus the points. I do think they're being uh, – I don't think the market correctly knows how to price this team right now with Kyrie. Yeah. I think it's a damn good uh, pickup. They have to figure out him and Luka playing together because they're trying to push the pace right now. And Luka, he's just not that guy to push the pace. But three huge injuries here, Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock, and Christian Wood here, all questionable for this game. And we know Tim Hardaway Jr. was out last game with a hamstring, so wouldn't be surprised if he's out. But Bullock and Wood would definitely be huge. You need everyone going up against this Nuggets team. But I must say, if all three of those guys this guys did play, especially if Murray's out, and especially if Gordon might be having a night off, this could be just get through get to the All Star break type of game. Um, I'd be looking towards the Mavericks, especially coming off a couple losses. I think this is a hungry team right now and excited team as well. I'm everything that I'm hearing coming out of the locker room about Kyrie. Um, is very excited. I think it's gonna uh, he's gonna rub off on them well, at least for right now. It's kind of like getting getting a new girlfriend. So I'd lean Mavs <laughs> seven if they had all three of those guys in there. Yeah, yeah, no, I man. Agree. Like, she's great. She's awesome. She's really into crystals, and like, she was <laughs> teaching me about like, trans, like, you know, how to how to see my inner third eye, and like, it's great. No, you gotta try it, man. It's awesome. She's got it's some it's people all, into this. She's amazing. Um, Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with what with what Jay laid out. It's a honeymoon phase right now. It was it's a it was definitely a pick me up picking him up before the break. They they had a ton of fun in the fourth quarter with Kyrie the other day. It was crazy to see Luca defer to someone in the fourth quarter, but he had, Kyrie had it going and he and, and he went with him. It does seem positive over there. It, it, trying to go into the break, it does seem positive. Seven seems a bit heavy, but yes, it is Denver in Denver. Um, I would have to wait to see who played in this spot. I, I do want to say this: Luca goes out nine days. And he comes back and he's out of shape. Yeah, I don't want. I mean, what what yeah. are we like? What are we talking about? He he, we, he needs to he needs to start taking his body more seriously because he flat out missed nine days. And he and next time I saw him, he it looked like he had been out two months. He was chugging water in the fourth. He's tired coming down the stretch. That can't happen, man. Nine, you go out for nine days, you come back, and you put on nine pounds. It's a pound a day. So, like, I, I like so that 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 bothers me a little bit. But I do think it's very positive around the squad with the addition of Kyrie. It seems to have a they seem to have an upbeat uh, feeling around them. I'd wait to see who played seven. Seven feels high, but like Jay was saying about the Pacers, it's a reason 
it's up there because also I, I feel like if Murray's not going to play for sure, I don't think AG leaves Jokic out to dry before the break. If he can go, he'll go with him. Uh, I'd have to see who played. Yeah, probably wait on it. We'll see. We'll see what that looks like uh, closer to tip-off. You can check the notifications in the Action Network app. All right, it's going to do it for Wednesday Best Bets. Wrapping it up here. Jay's going to take the Pacers, minus two and a half. Sean's going to take the Grizzlies, minus seven and a half. I've got the over on OKC and Houston. I'm also going to lay the points uh, with OKC, by the way. I'm going to go ahead and lay the points there. I've got that projected on that one as well. Thanks for joining us. Hope you guys have yourselves a great week. We'll be back with a preview of... The NBA All-Star Weekend. We'll have an episode on that for you, as well as your Thursday Best Bets episode tomorrow as well. Thanks for joining us. See you guys later. Until then, get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.